Welcome to Bash University Live, everybody. It's great to have you with us. It's that season, man. Are you going to be with us? We're live, not only here, but we're going to be in Anderson, South Carolina this weekend. Get your tickets. Go over to thebashuniversity.com and get tickets. You can see all of our speakers and our topics. Uh, just amazing lineup of topics that are 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 gonna you're gonna love it. It's really gonna help you be a better angler. Highlight that for me on that this upcoming weekend is Brian Schmidt going to be talking about breaking down a grass bed, how he does it, how he wins big with it. You're not going to want to miss that at Anderson, South Carolina. Of course, the, then we're in Gadsden, Alabama, and we're in Athens, Texas, also with a with a host of the best anglers on the planet and some really amazing topics. Uh, we've got Ike, we've got Livesey, we've got everybody in the world of bass fishing. So go get your tickets at thebassuniversity.com while they're still available. Great to have you guys with us. You having trouble getting access to your waterway? How many of you guys deal with this, right? You're, uh, it's a lake that was open and now it's closed. Uh, you know, certain parts of the waterway you don't have access to, you're frustrated, you're struggling with it. Let us know. Uh, you know, where you are in the country and what you're dealing with, because we're dealing with stuff in our neck of the woods. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about anglers access uh, and we're going to be diving in there. And we also have a very special guest, um, Carl Jacobson, making his first classic this year. And he's heavily involved in uh, conservation, environmental causes, lake cleanups. Uh, really excited to have him with us. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about his upcoming classic. And uh, really, really, it's going to be a great show. So uh, let us know where you're at. We we were published recently in Bass Times uh, regarding the work that we're doing in the world of uh, anglers access rights. And uh, really proud of that because it was spearheaded by this guy to my right, Mr. CD, Craig Duran, a.k.a. Eco Bass Angler. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Good to have you with us. Yeah, good to see you, man. You too. Yeah. You know, Craig and I have been fishing together since, Christ, we were 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the ABA circuit. Yes. A lot of little uh, buddy derbies and stuff along the way. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. And but, now, uh, you know, you're heading up our conservation uh, part of the Bass University. Yep, yep. And uh, we're going to be diving in deep a little bit there and giving you guys an update uh, we've got a couple lakes that uh are being closed try to be closed yep limited yep. access we uh, took some action yeah there's some some good uh legislative battles going on in the state that i think are going to be kind of the roadmap for for other states oh. um i think you're going to see things tightening up around the country you know as as as, as we are um, and this article highlights some of the things that were done at uh, Greenwood Lake here in North Jersey um, that are, I think, are critical steps to make sure that we have access to to state-owned public water. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll dive into it. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I don't have big updates on it, but I have important updates on it. Can so. we get legislations for the people that yell at us for fishing their Yeah, docks? right. Yeah, get harassed. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Right. I would need you need thicker skin, I guess. Sometimes, <laughs> you know? We want to take that one to the to the house. Yeah. You know, I, I what what was that uh, popular video with? Uh, was it Mike who was on the Chesapeake? Yeah. Yeah. yeah in the open. The last open. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Karen, Karen was giving him Karen, all the yeah. gas. We've all been there, yeah. right? You're getting screamed and yelled at. That um, was awesome. But I, I was going to leave, but now I'm yeah, not going to leave. leave. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm not going to hurt your doc with my gig. <laughs> but, you know, that's getting harassed is awful. But pulling up to your favorite lake and not being able to get in uh, oh, is, man. Is, is just, you know, catastrophic for us, right? Yeah. So um there's some interesting things going on in new jersey uh new jersey i think is going to lead and and uh sort of put that playbook together that you and i've been talking about it's like how do we how do we combat this when this happens in my neighborhood or or in my state and um this is a fun project to to stay close to and watch because i think it's going to be a playbook for others that are having to deal with this you know around the country yep and and you know we're going to be dealing with it what you know california and and uh you know texas is a little bit easier i guess in some cases you got you got leases that you have to contend with in louisiana and um you know we're hoping to develop a playbook to help everybody uh because this is our sport you know we 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 buy our fishing licenses we want access to to public waters it's it's the right thing and i think we can all get behind that cause so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit good to have you with us tonight we got a full house we got jocelyn with us happy new year jocelyn happy new year uh she will pass along all your im so if you've got a question you want to talk about your waterway let her you know just get on the im board and jocelyn will pass it to us uh riz get, getting us up and running how you doing good man good excited to be here we're uh just days away from getting back in the classroom yeah. And Pete, it hit me this morning. Actually, I was I was getting ready to come to work, and, and something came over, and I'm like, "Wow, we're actually getting back to doing seminars this year!" Like we're yeah. in a few days, we're getting on a plane, we're going to Anderson, South Carolina, and we are back in the classroom. We're going to be, as as you would say, chest to chest, belly to belly with the people, and I'm excited about that. And we even have some guys on the message board here that uh, that are talking about. How they're going to try and come. Uh, Brett is fishing a tournament on Lake Norman on Saturday, but then he's going to make his he's going to do his best to come down and hang with us on Sunday. Awesome. So, guys, even if you can't make it to both, you can get just one day tickets. If if you're fishing a derb on on Saturday, that's fine. Come hang with us on Sunday or, or the other way around. If you're fishing a derb on Sunday, what better time to come learn than on Saturday? Give your fish a rest. You don't need to sore mouth them all. Come learn from the guys and then go out and win your derby on Sunday. So I'm excited about it, Pete. Can't, can't wait to get down. I, I, lo I, I love <clears throat> that guys bring their boats in tow, come to the classes, and then they take some vacation after and go fishing uh, one of the great bodies of water somewhere near one of yep. our bass use. Plenty of them. Plenty of them. Uh, Gadsden, of course, Neely Henry. Athens has got Lake what is it lake athens right lake athens is there and lake course, forks, forks right down the road right down the and there's there's 14 pounders swimming in every retention pond yeah and yeah it's a good place to be i know <laughs> you got to get your lunker share man you got to get your 13 pounder that's the goal this year and uh and we have scott carlisle with us uh hey guys how are you good to have man you i am looking always, forward scott. to that south carolina sun like yeah. 50 60 degrees down there warm up a bit Shake off this ice. That's funny. To, to, to them, that's freezing. I know. To us, that's springtime, man. That's Let's a, go fishing. That's springtime. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. And new is Justin Harant, uh, one of the interns, new intern at Bass. You welcome. welcome. Thanks, guys. Welcome. Excited to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. Justin, here's your first lesson. Put the mic as close to your mouth as you can get it. There we go. Uh, that way we get close you. now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We are we are all uh cut up with bass fishing, and Justin is no different. 
uh, everybody but Jocelyn at Bash University fishes, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna get her this year. We're gonna get New Year's resolution. Year. Go fishing. <laughs> but speaking of which, we just came out of 2022. I want to I want to go around the room, and I want to hear your story. I'm gonna start off because I wanted to spring this on you guys live. Oh, uh, what is your story? Your fish catch story of 2022, and I'm I'm gonna start off with mine. Uh, this, it, it was the Bassmaster open on the Chesapeake. It was, uh, incredibly challenging September tournament there. And, uh, and I had a decent first day, but the second day what had the two of the best fish catches of my career. And it got me into the cut and it was just an, it, it was like, uh, no time left on the clock, you know, that you gotta score a touchdown, and I'm sitting on four fish for about three and a half pounds at about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm due in at four thirty, mm. uh, something, something like that. Right. No time, no time left. And I'm scrambling junk fishing, going to, you know, my backup of backup spots. And I'm up the Susquehanna river and I tie into a four pound, four and a half pound smallmouth. jumped about five feet out of the water and I got it into the boat, and then I caught another three-and-a-half-pound largemouth about three casts later. And that gave me a measly little 10 pounds, mm. but it was enough to get into the cut, and I wouldn't have made it without those two catches. So they're the kind of ones you, you don't see or hear or talk about much. But that, those were, that was my absolute, you know, to me, the best catches for me in 2022. CD, you got a you got a personal best this year. You got something? I don't know if I have a personal best, but I had a really cool experience up in uh, fishing up in Maine. Right, I had a technique that came out that opened opened my eyes. What technique? I, I was on a I was on a deep clear lake, couldn't get a bite. Yeah. I was struggling all day. I found this big giant school of white perch, right in like 20, 25 foot of water. And a friend of mine who lived up there just suggested throw on a Ned rig, go through the white perch and follow them around. Right. And it was the coolest thing. Uh, Cause I had fished this lake for years, a lot of shallow bites, did a lot of interesting things, but that technique, I mean, I, we were in 40, 50 foot of water, dropping little Ned rigs and through the white perch and just slaughtering one small mouth after the other. And, and what was cool wow. about it was, is that using that, that product that white perch couldn't, they couldn't damage. Uh, they couldn't so if up. I put a drop <laughs> shot, I would come up with a white perch. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so I had kids on the boat with me, uh, a couple my, my son and one of his friends, and they wanted to set the hook right away. But yeah. the idea was you got to feel the white perch, and then, then your yeah. rod just loads up. You know? Kong. Whoa. Right? And it was cool. You know, I've done it on the surface up there. You see white perch working birds. You know, you can throw a lizard or a brush hog through them. You know what I mean? And they're right under them in deep water. But being deep, that deep, and finding them on the graph. That's and, cool. Yeah, you using, you know, forward-facing stuff and following the white perch around. And just, just it's just cool. It yeah. was fun to me. It was just a kind awesome. of eye-opening. And the thing that was, the simple thing was I had to use a durable bait that you can handle that piranha chop of the white perch. You know, Because these white perch were 10, 12 inches. They were, you know, 14 inch some of them. They were keeper white perch. They would right. eat a jig. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, so you had to get through them. In order for the yep. best, it sounds like dinner. It reminds, yeah, right, yeah, right. You have dinner and catch the best at the same time. <laughs> reminds, me, reminds me of the guy that won an open, uh, that was shaking off the drum because the drum were so prevalent. In order to get to the smallmouth, he figured out what the drum bites felt like, yeah, and he would shake them off, yeah. 
and then yeah. don't, yeah. and then yeah. get the smallmouth bite. Yeah. And he won the tournament that way because wow. he didn't have to catch the drum and waste all that time. It, it was funny. The most inexperienced angler on the boat that I had on the boat with me did the best because my sons were, they'd feel like, you know, I don't finish this that much. But I would tell the inexperienced angler, don't set the hook. And just, he would listen. And it would listen. Just don't set the hook, you know, feel this, 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 and it would just load up. You know, it was cool. Oh, God, funny. Gotta love awesome. a student that listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jocelyn, that's it. What's your story? Um, I went to a creek actually and tried to catch fish, but I caught a little baby like gold thing. But <laughs> 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 uh, that's about it. Well, we're gonna get you a fish story for 2023. That's for sure. We're gonna put it right into the Lunker Share program. Pete, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete did try and get me to go fishing, but I did. I said no to him. She had mm. she she had she was dedicated to the project she was working on, and uh, she couldn't steal away for lunch. I think you need that one person at Bashu that doesn't fish though. Right? I, you got to keep production going. <laughs> I mean, we're a mess. It's like it gets warm out. We don't yeah. want to do anything but fish. Yeah. Scott, what's your story? Man, I, I it's all about the discipline this year. It was I was down on the Potomac. I did a little practice. Second day of practice, I found a little pattern on wood. You know me, I'm a crankbait guy, right? So I go back there in a tournament. I put one in a boat in, in practice. And I'm like, if you're catching them, I was like, stay there. But I'm like, I'm practice. I got to leave these alone. So I came back in a tournament, went down the same strip, put four in a boat. And I was the happiest angler on the planet because I actually stuck to my guns and just put that bait away. Went back during a tournament, put some in the boat. And uh, yeah, cranking wood. That was it. I would just love that that whole pattern came together for me. I've, I've seen you. We all saw you crank <laughs> yeah. some wood down at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. We yeah. love that place. Our, our yeah. own personal uh, yeah. Disneyland. It's Justin, how about you? What's your story? Well, to start, uh, I didn't fall off the boat this year. Pete, I know you <laughs> you did oh, that. but I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, Welcome to the live show. I, uh, <laughs> I also fall off the boat maybe two three times a year but this year i didn't so that's that's a start but (laughs) my favorite uh fish catch i think was uh i was fishing a spring open derby and uh everyone gets a little stubborn with the bait they like i kept throwing my heavy jig up in the reeds couldn't get nothing and uh i ended up going to a nico rig and i was throwing that up in the reeds and hooked up with uh about a five pounder was all the way up in the reeds on light line Got him in, was the lunker of the tournament. So that was probably my favorite nice. first catch of the year. Awesome, nice. Dude, great job. Nice. That's yeah. that's an amazing uh, first catch of the year. Heck yeah. Now, I, I saved you for last, Rich, because I think I know what your story mm-hmm. is, but I don't know. What, what is your story? Is it going to well, have waypoints with it, too? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I mean, obviously, the, the, the nine and a half pounder was a special fish, um, but. I, 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 I got to go in a different direction for, for like the most meaningful or like you know, the, the learning moment fish, um, was, it was an October, it was an October tournament, um, on the bay. Um, and I had found some stuff, uh, uh, that week, like off the wall, kind of like hardcover out in the middle of the Northeast, like that, you know, just doesn't get fish much. And I kind of stumbled upon it by accident. And in the, in, in, in my practice day, I, 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 I started to understand how it lays out and how it sets up. And, um, and then I came back to it in the tournament and I fished it. I fished it two. I fished it two different times earlier in the day with no bites. And then I, I kept coming back to it because I knew that, you know, I don't really totally understand this area yet. So I don't know which tide's going to be the best. So I kept rotating back through it. And finally, um, at like 
one, it was like one o'clock and my check-in was, was I think two forty-five that day. Um, I lined up on the piece of cover that I found the day before on, I, I found it with hummingbird side imaging and it showed it as perfect as can be scrolled back through, dropped my waypoint. So I had a good, good, good dot on the piece of cover, but then the key to that was utilizing forward facing sonar and hummingbird 360 at the same time to get the bait to come through the correct way to actually be able to get the bait through and not hang because it's really sticky um and in doing so i watched my spinner bait come over the top of the piece of cover i got over a hole i dropped down into the hole and a blob shot up I set the hook and it was a five and a half pounder. Nice. And nice. that was, you That's know, awesome. we didn't win that day. We came in second. Um, but that was a really, really pivotal fish for the remainder of my fall because it gave me, it gave me the confidence to focus on isolated pieces of cover and really pick them apart until you get each angle, until you get each angle hit before you move on. And, you know, for the remainder of that day and into some tournaments moving down, you know, moving later into the fall, I really focused on that. And it, it proved to be a strong pattern of, uh, you know, don't don't get in a rush when you know you have a good piece of habitat and you're in a transitional area. Work that piece of cover over until you cover it from front to back, side to side. And then if you don't catch one, go ahead and move on. But a lot of times if you keep making that repetitive cast and you're using the tools that you have in front of you, it puts fish in the boat. So that that was that was probably the most pivotal or the most meaningful fish for me uh, this year. Wow. I thought for sure the nine and a half pounder was mm. going to be it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we already told that story. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell a different story. Uh, I got you. No, that, that was, that's it's awesome. cool to be patient though. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And slow down and, and make it, let it work for you. Right. It's not and, easy. especially in a derby, you know, that that's, that's really what it was, was the, the, the patience, the, the, the understanding like, man, it's, it's October. It's November. These fish have been yeah, pressured yeah. all year. Guys are throwing the same stuff at them over and over and over and over. Right. And sometimes it just takes making that perfect lineup, that perfect angle with the cast. Yeah. And when you have the tools that we have now uh, at your disposal, that was like the eye-opening moment. Like, wow, okay, mm -hmm. this is this is how I really can apply these awesome pieces of technology. And I remember, I remember the call. I'm yeah. talking to you about it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I. I use, I'm using these two tools in concert with one yeah. another yeah. and it's changing. I, I can get my bait where I want it, like on the first cast versus feeling right. around or right. trying. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you were so excited about, uh, yep. you know, poof, your mind getting blown that day. Exactly. So, great, exactly. great stories. Everybody. It was a great 2022. Uh, can't wait to see what happens in 2023. One of our group already has a story. I want to give a shout out to Justin Kimmel, yep. who smashed yeah. up a 24 pound bag wow. down on Lake Sinclair in Georgia. Uh, boy, they dominate in the wow. team tournaments down there, and uh, they started off the year right yeah. with a, with a massive bag. Uh, so, congratulations to Justin. Um, we are brought to you from Tackle Direct Studios, guys. Go check them out. If you haven't shopped there, you're going to love it. Uh, their customer service is is sweet. Um, their shipping is is on time and very very effective uh and they've got so much great stuff so go check out uh tackledirect.com and um great time to buy and sell a boat too pete bass boats for sale they got you covered it's the off season well kind of the off season we're, we're just about back into it now but if you are looking for a new rig looking for a new boat or you're looking to sell your boat 
head over to BassBoatForSale.com. Every boat in their inventory is highly vetted. They take checks and do and, and go through steps to make sure that these boats are tournament ready. So when you get in it, you can hit the water and be competitive. Um, and they got a boat for every budget, whether you're looking to get at the top of the line or you're looking for an entry level rig. They got you covered. Head over to BassBoatForSale.com and check them out today. Check it out. I'm, I got to get a new boat. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I think I think uh, Cruz has got me talked into that new the SDS. Puma. Yeah, yeah, mm, he's got me man. talked into that wide deck Puma. I think uh, I'm looking at it, Rick Pierce. I'm looking at that Puma. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Puma. Uh, Pete's hey, that, Puma. That works. Oh man. That Pete, speaking it. of the fish catches, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I got a I got one of our subscribers up here on yeah. the uh, on the screen. That's Gary Atkinson. Gary Atkinson oh, Gary. submitted our Bass U Big End of the Week. That is an eight and a half pounder that uh, that Where got him that? into the winner's circle down in Florida. Um, so, guys, if you're out there catching big ones, we want to see it. Send yeah. your uh, send your fish catches to me. You can send them right to my email, riz.bassulive at gmail.com. And uh, we'll feature you on the page, and we'll talk about you on the show. So, yeah, Gary Atkinson, thanks for Way sending us your picture, man. Great, tank. great catch, Gary. Look forward to tying into my first fish for 2023. Haven't done it yet. We're going to take Same. a quick break. Hey, we're diving in. Uh, you ha you're having issues getting onto your body of water. Let us know. If, if you're pissed off because you don't have access, uh, I want to hear from you guys uh, on the IM board. Let us know. We're going to be telling you about what we're working on. We're going to be right back, and, and Craig's going to dive in and give us an update about what's happening on a couple of our bodies of water around here. So we'll be right back with more Bash U after this. What's going on? It's Riz here from the Bash University, and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood Custom Baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the South Rainforest of Brazil. They're made of Marupa Pedra wood. It's extremely dense, it's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers, to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This bait's, uh, it, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel. Providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. 
We give boats exposure, so buyer shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That they're made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hooks up. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. The cash and I was just talking about the the toughness of the cash and fishing rod. We were talking about those uh, behind the scenes when I fell. Uh, I landed right across all of them, all of them, all of them, and uh, one the, broke. Not one, not one infraction at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, uh, not only the super light sensitive, high performers, but tough. The toughness of the cash and rods. We don't talk about that very often. I think uh, I think that's my testament. You know. It's yeah. going to be key in that arena. Absolutely. I want to, I want to, uh, we gave Justin a shout out. Matt Henry is his partner. Those two are just absolute killers. By the way, we're going to have, uh, Justin's taken on the Bass Opens this year. We're going to be following Justin uh, through his trials and tribulations on the Opens. I know a lot of you guys know him from Bass University. And um, he, obviously he's been on live show. He's been such a big part of our program over the years. So I'm excited to, to follow him through the Opens as he, uh, you know, makes his bid for the elites this year. And and I want to give a big shout-out to Jonathan Dietz, uh, Bassmaster Classic qualifier. And, um, yeah. man, he's a, he's a Bass University subscriber, has been for several years. Nice. And he's qualified uh, out of Pennsylvania through the nation uh, for the Bassmaster Classic this year. And we're going to have Jonathan on the show. At least I hope to. Uh, we're going to try to get him on the show next show or the next one after that. And uh, he's going to tell us his story but uh just just love it when we see the bash university subscribers have success which we so often do uh we have subscribers from beginners to i can't tell you how many elite anglers uh belong to the program and they use the program to help their skill set so uh we build it for you guys and we're glad you like it and 
super thrilled that guys like Jonathan are having big success using it. Uh, so without any further ado, we're going to, we're going to dive in here a little bit. And, uh, I really love that the Bash University has a CD. I call him CD Craig Duran, uh, the ego bass angler working with us, helping us, uh, you know, help the sport, you know, help, help protect the sport, conserve our natural resources. In some cases, in this instance, we're working for anglers rights, which are so important. And we all share that, that, um, cause and, uh, Glad to have you doing that with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We, uh, you know, we got uh, spotlighted a little bit this year in, you know, best times mm -hmm. um, for our efforts. I thought that was pretty cool. That was, that was great. Thank, um, thanks for covering that, Bassmasters. Yeah. Uh, did an interview with uh, Robert Montgomery mm -hmm. from Bass. Um, it was fun. Um, he spent a lot of time investigating it and putting it together. So if you haven't seen that article, that's a good article to to yeah. check out uh, yeah jo uh, jocelyn can you put that link up there for guys to go check out that article if it's not already up yeah. there i could definitely they also okay. produced it on bass but it was in bass times and then it got on the website yep uh, so i highlighted some of our kind of our thoughts and processes that are going on you know in, in the state um well let's let's start at the beginning yeah what's, so, what's going what's going on why did why did we decide to get involved with this yeah project? so let me just give you a little background right so people can catch up uh Greenwood Lake, uh, state-owned public lake, um, was a you know is a good fishery. It's the second largest lake in New Jersey. It's it straddles the New York New Jersey border. Um, beautiful fishery, and uh, over time, um, access has become so limited that people can't get onto this body of water to fish it and it's stocked by the state it's yeah. owned by the state they so, were jacking the entry or the ramp fees up to like 40 bucks yeah they, i think they, the pandemic wow. sort of highlighted it everybody was you know yeah. there was a surge in activity right so people were wanting to go to the lake and get in and the marinas didn't want to be bothered with letting people use their ramp to launch there wasn't a no longer a state uh ramp i think it turned into a frisbee park or something and yeah. and and people couldn't get on the water, right? So people started to complain and, and uh, the New Jersey uh, Sportsman uh, Federation of Clubs got involved and they're more legislatively oriented, right? So um, they got involved uh, and it's escalated, right? To uh, a legislative action where there's actually a bill uh, that has been drafted for uh, the DEP, the Department of Environmental Protection um, in New Jersey would have the responsibility to ensure that we have access to public bodies of water, either by constructing a ramp or having a contract with marinas, which I don't like that choice as much, but to have access, to guarantee access to public water. So basically, you know, the state is stocking the lake, they're managing the lake, and you and I can't get on, but it's becoming now a resort for the homeowners, the only ones that can use it. Right, right. We're paying, our fishing licenses are going to the stocking, they're going right. to the funds that the management build, the management builds the dams in a lot of cases right uh rebuilds the dams repairs the dams and and then we're getting cut out we're yeah. getting blocked from from access i mean green greenwood's a good fishery right you've probably fished it in years and i've got a federation greenwood was one of the, one of the yeah. first bodies of water that i ever competed on mm, it's sure. a wonderful fish it's got 
small mouth, large yeah, mouth. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's kind of got that New awesome. York feel, right? Like it, that, it's, the, yeah. it's a glacial yeah, lake. Glacial lake, right? Yep. And it's seven and a half miles long. It's no joke, you know. It's it's a good fishery. Um, so Lou Martinez, who I met through this process, he 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 could. Lou, I'm going to give a shout out to Lou. Lou's Lou's in Lou's in the hospital. In the hospital right yeah, now. He texts me. He wanted to be on the show. Um, he's a firecracker. You know his yeah. personality. Um, you know, in order to be a, an advocate, you you really have to understand the legislative process. And Lou does. Lou did some amazing work uh, with bow hunters in New Jersey to uh, open up uh, and keep bow hunting going in in, in you know in the state. Um, so Lou is a seasoned professional, and he really uh, wrote kind of the playbook of how to get your voice heard. Right. So he got a couple senators to take the idea of this restriction in Greenwood and to draft the bill. Right. So it's known as the Greenwood Lake Public Lake Access or um, in, in the Senate side, it's 987. On the assembly side, it's 1047. Right. So well, there's a bill. That's and that's awesome. And I, I just want to say what you guys in Texas or California, Florida, you're like, why do I care about mm. Greenwood? lake this little lake in new york and new jersey and the reason is because the bill what we establish here is going to be something that that uh sets a precedent for waterways all over this country right right, right. that's why it's that's why it's important to everybody right. so I, I i didn't pay attention well enough in eighth grade right but the way that a mm. bill becomes a law right <laughs> You know, uh, remember, and, it, and it's a little different. Remember and, that conjunction junction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. function? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying to remember. You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> remember they used to say they had a bill and they would they would they run it up the steps bill? of the house. They tried to teach us then. But... Yeah, right. I should have paid attention. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so. Uh, but but Lou and his crowd and his friends, they're very strong in that. And and the legislative, you know, mindset of the New Jersey Sportsman uh, Federation is 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 really to credit for that and that's part of the playbook mm -hmm. right the playbook is whatever state you're in there's a should be a collaborative effort between all sportsmen where there's a legislative strength right so mm -hmm. new jersey bass is part of the new jersey sportsman's federation so the duck hunters so are the guys who want to drive on the beach and go surf fishing the trappers there's 150,000 members and they have a seat at new jersey um fish and game council their mm -hmm. voice is heard that's the key. Whether we want to be, you should be individual members of that sportsman society or sportsman club, but your club should also have a link to it and a voice to it. That's really the key because in numbers will make a difference. Right. So now, as of November, um, the bill uh, passed Senate committee, which which it got approved uh, and is being evaluated by the the assembly side of the house. Okay, so. Now's the time to call your assemblymen, to call your senators, to write letters, to say, hey, support the Greenwood Public Access Bill, right? Call them up, send them an email, write them a letter. We, we can draft a letter, and if people are interested, a template to send to your local district assemblyman or senator and say, you know, hey, this is important to us, support it. And the bill is very simplistic. It's not doesn't have a lot of fat in it, you know. It's, it's, it's geared towards giving us or ensuring that we have public access to state-owned water, right? right. It's really that simple. Um, so this bill is going to bounce around between uh, the Senate and the, uh, you know, and the Assembly, and it's going to go, you know, back and forth, and, and then hopefully it reaches a point where it gets voted 
and, and moves forward to the governor's desk, and then the governor has to approve it, and then it becomes a law. Holy moly. All right. <laughs> so we're bouncing around in that world right now. Yeah. So it's important that we as sportsmen lend uh, support to it. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think uh, if Lou was here today and able to talk, he would say, know who your assemblymen are, know who your senators are, write them an email, write them a letter, ask them to support this bill. Really, that's the message. Because all these other little issues that we face with on state-owned bodies of water, this this bill will afford us the muscle to take action. When this bill reaches law, and I think it, I think it will reach law. I think there's a, a couple uh, senators that are really involved. Um, it's gaining momentum. It's it's very simplistic uh, type of a, of, a, of a process because it's not just fishermen. It's boating access too, right? And yeah. and and New Jersey. A substantial part of our economy is through fishermen and through boating. I think we're like in, in rankings of the state, it's like we're probably the 14th state in the, in the union where it plays in the, the economy of, of a factor, right? We have a lot of people who boat and a lot of people who fish. So I think that the, our, our, our legislative representatives are going to, to listen. That's what we talk. That's great. And, and we've, uh, learn this like uh you know we're partnered with the american sport fishing association mm -hmm. and uh which is out protecting us looking you know for the interest of the angler yep. uh one of the things we learned is that sometimes um as much as the the jet skis piss off riz and uh yeah. you know get annoy us out on the water in i'm this? a lover not a fighter baby yeah. <laughs> that'd be me yeah mm -hmm. hey guys. you'd be buzzing along with your jet ski uh but in this instance right the groups like that are our friend right because we want we're we're looking for access mm -hmm. and they have the same interest that we have as far as gaining access uh to waterways so it's important to learn who your friends are absolutely when you're trying to get something like Craig, this done. Do you, mind? you get a lot more done by making friends yes. that's for sure i've had do a dock owner i've had a dock owner one time came out to yell at me start telling me get away from the dock well a minute or two later i proceeded to learn that there was a five pound smallmouth spawning yeah. on the back side of the dock from the same dock owner that wanted to yell at me so <laughs> you know did he know it was there did I know it was there? Did he know it was there? He knew it was there. He yeah, was there, he, yeah, he told me it was there. Yeah, yeah. Told me it was there. But at first, it was come out, get get the hell away from my dock. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can navigate and steer that into, yeah. oh, no, this is spawning smallmouth. you right. mind if I put that in my live well for yeah. eight hours? It might swim back. But <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow. That's that that that's sound advice. So. I just just wear your Apple, you know, your head <laughs> headset. Act like you can't hear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I've tried that when people start yelling at you. Just speaking other language. Yeah, yeah speaking other language. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I I haven't gotten into a good brawl for for quite a while. Like that. Met, uh, <laughs> Ike was like famous. Like I loved the, when he was fishing on the Delaware and fishing this industrial pier, and he has this process of. Uh, uh, when people come, you can't fish here. You, you, it's yeah. a, you're not allowed to yeah. fish here. Yeah. And he would, he kept fishing. And he'd say, okay, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah, and yeah. just, you know, he would just <laughs> right. string it out and make cast. Well, yeah, yeah, I think the Eagles play yeah. Sunday. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you yeah. asking me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I was on the Delaware and I got, you know, 
I get harassed a lot on the Delaware, and I'm running out. I, I got to get a new boat just to change the color of my boat. So people know, like, <laughs> yeah. right? It's that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. That green boat. Take yeah. the orange seats out, put green yeah. seats in or something. But the uh, the Coast Guard, I've been boarded like, I don't know, three times. Uh, and I'm hoping that if I do get arrested or impounded that, you know, I'll call you. And yeah. We'll call Gina Pass and we'll come, come get me out. And we'll make a case out of it. <laughs> but I remember one time my son was really young. We were fishing and the Coast Guard comes rushing in. And uh, they, you know, they were like, what are you doing? And my son said, oh, I just caught a two and a half pounder. You know, he, he, he said, no, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be here. You know, they got, uh, and, and they, they can get, you know, pretty nasty. They'll board you and tie you up. And, you know, and uh, there's a lot of, you know, chemical facility security. And there's some issues as to how close you're supposed to be to this stuff. And it's really mm -hmm. annoying to me because there's, there's no real distance or line. And there's no clear line to it, right? And, and every worker that's on these piers has a different opinion. Some of mm -hmm. them were like, hey, how you been? You catching anything? Or yeah. uh, how's the bite? You know, and then, mm -hmm. and then the next, you go back and a four-hour shift later, and the other guy is like screaming at you, like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, can I have the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can I get the other guy's schedule? Yeah. At least? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm... maybe I'll know when he's working <laughs> and not working. You know? uh, we do. We deal with that a lot. Everybody does, right? We deal with it on the on the docks. And, uh, yeah. and I think, uh, you know, I think Riz's advice is strong. You know, I... I I always try to, you know, be congenial because I know what's going to happen is when I, if I get them all fired up and yell at them, they're, you're going to come behind me yeah. mm -hmm. and you're going to be, yeah, yeah. get the brunt of that situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Pete, when, but, when, when the big decision <laughs> I have is when do you stand your ground? That's my biggest thing. It's like, like you said, it's like, you know, you're in the right, you're, you're on public water, you're doing your thing. Derby day when you got four in a box. Well, that's what I'm saying. I worry about that as a yeah. tournament fisherman when, when yeah. it's po like a big marina that, you know, this load of the five pounders has no fishing. And you're like, where's well, that marina? Yeah. On, yeah. on Oneida, there's <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. There's like, and I'm like, uh, oh, and I was in the practice and then yeah. come tournament day, I stayed out of there because there was a sign. I'm like. But when when do you not? You know, people got definitely over cautious in nine eleven with that yeah. kind of stuff. And then it sort of backed off, and that's yeah. what I've seen. And anyway. yeah. you know, there's certain assets that still don't wait you around. Yeah. Um, or if the companies flip names and and you know they got yeah. higher security and such. But but Jocelyn, you wanted me to mention the name of the bill, right? So yeah. just so I can leave my corner or my piece, uh, Greenwood Greenwood Lake Public Access. Okay, that's the common name of it. Um, it's S uh, 987 or A 1047. Uh, that's what you gotcha. want to look for. Um, again, Senate committee approval. Uh, we could really use the shout out to your assemblymen and senators to keep it moving so it uh, reaches a point where that bill will make its way into becoming yeah. law. I'm proud of you. Good job. Oh, it's not me. It's not me. I mean, you started the, you know, this, you, I, I'm you, following it. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. You yeah. know, and and I got to say before we leave, and you know, before Carl comes on, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, APCO. I'm a fan of Yamaha. They're doing some amazing things out there, and I would love to highlight some of the things that they're doing. Um, that they're just doing some really cool stuff in conservation and ecology and and uh, combating, uh, environmental things that make our fishery better. Mm -hmm. And I know they're doing it and they gain a lot of publicity for it, but, but these projects are, that they've, that they're doing are really cool. And we, we should spend some time highlighting them. And, at some and, point. and, and we will. And, uh, yeah, AFCO Yamaha are leading the, the team. I know Sims is doing some, a, a lot of great things. A lot of great companies in our industry are, 
yep. uh, you know, active in this arena. And one of one of whom is is Carl, is Carl Jacobson, who is uh it's <laughs> it, here. Oh my god, man. I, I thought we were gonna take a commercial break. I'd rather go right to Carl, man. It's, it's the classic qualifier. <laughs> yeah. <Jacobson>, baby. <laughs> How That's are awesome. you, man? I'm good, mate. How are you? Mate. <laughs> we're good. We're good, man. It's uh, you know, we're we're doing what we do in the winter. We're getting ready to have our Bass University classes, and we're dreaming about uh our first cast of the year. And uh I know yours are right around the corner. Yeah, it's all uh it's all happening right now. I'm uh in Nashville um at Anderson's Marine. We've got the new Yamaha um going on my Falcon. And then uh, I'll be heading back home tonight and then down to Hennessy Outdoors in the morning. And um, we're actually meeting Bassmaster there and we're going to do a full like rig out sort of uh, review and article and video of like start to finish from a sort of a gutted boat to five hummingbirds and 360 and live and how we rigged the whole boat. So it's going to be pretty couple full on days right now, but I'll be fishing by the end of the week. Man, that's uh, well. It's and you've got what is it? Okeechobee is your first tournament this season. Yep, Okeechobee first, and then uh, Seminole back to back. So two, two uh, Florida events should be good. Yeah, it should be good. I I love Lake Seminole. Uh, had an opportunity to fish some Bassmaster events there years ago, and uh, it's it's a terrific fishery. I I'm excited to see what you guys do with it uh, i don't know if it still has grass i don't know what's going on with that lake these days but i can't wait to find out yeah it should be a good one it's actually one of the very few lakes that i've never been on i've never fished a tournament or never fished it so that's the one you know i've i've done a lot since you know fishing the opens as it's rare to get a lake where i'm like whoa i haven't fished that one and i've always yeah. missed it through the flw or the opens um i got to spend a little bit of time down there i sold my boat so I went down, I just ran around, but yeah, sets up good. It's got grass, got stumps. It's all the things that uh, I like to fish. It sort of reminds me of Santee Cooper and Florida grass mixed, you know, it's a little bit of both. So um, it's fishing good. There's big bass in there. That's that's going to be a good one. And I think Okeechobee is going to be a really good one too. I, I love both of those lakes, so we'll be looking forward to that. And we've been talking about a, a, a lot of environmental issues um, that we're dealing with. And and we know that you're active in this arena and involved uh, a lot in lake cleanups. And I imagine some other things. Uh, I'm, I'm number one. I love it. I'm really impressed. I appreciate the work that you're doing. And uh, can you tell us where you're at with what you're doing? Yeah, we're um we're just we're trying to get more and more involved um in the lake type cleanups. Um it's just something that I don't know what it is. It's just hits it I've been like that ever since I was a little kid. My dad used to say I was going to be a park ranger <laughs> and uh he was always like I'm going to be a cop, you know, if I if the sign said you know, don't do this. And I saw someone, I was like onto them. <laughs> and uh, we, um, and I was like that with my family. I was pretty brutal. Like no one could get away with much, especially when we're around the lakes because I just grew up. But in Australia, we just have less people. Um, and I don't know what it is, but there just needs to be a mindset shift over here. We just mm. seem to be, um, you know, 
throwing stuff in your own home, in your nest, in the place that you love and live. And I, I don't, I don't understand it. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what that mentality is, where it's coming from and why it happens um, over here and how we can sort of fight it. But I just saw it too much where I was on this beautiful lake that has world-class fishing like Gunnersville and it's just phenomenal and I've had so many amazing experiences there and it's given so much to me and all of a sudden I'm doing what I love and I'm fishing and I'm looking at the bank and there's just rubbish, trash, everything you can imagine just left behind by people and um, it was very easy to sort of look at that and say, well, that's someone else's problem um, and someone else will sort it out. But when you look at it, no one else is, no one's really doing it. It's sitting there and it doesn't ever get moved and not, it doesn't get spoken about. And one day I just, you know, we, we've done this for years, but just after Gunnersville, I think I made a top 10. I said, I'm going back to that bridge and going to clean it up. And so Kayla and I jumped in the truck with our dog Rue and we went down and just cleaned up one of these bridges and it was end up being so overwhelming. It like there was a point there where I was like getting emotional. It was it was just so sad. Like we were just it was so overwhelming. There's just you couldn't fathom what was being left behind by fishermen and people driving past and cars and a bit of Ooh. everything. And uh, a lot of kids and people were on the bank when we were when we were doing it. And they said, say you, Carl. And I'm like picking up trash. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm picking up trash, you know, like cleaning up the bridge. And even though there was so much trash there, just Kayla and I, we cleaned up three bridges. And when we went back, it was like spotless. It looked awesome for kids and other people to come down and like enjoy that area. And I was like, and so we had the back of this truck full of these big bags of trash and i'm like look what we just did two people in three hours um it we made it we actually made a difference and while we were there people that were fishing on the bank they were standing on the trash and they weren't seeing it they weren't noticing it they'd been around it so much and they felt compelled to help clean up and while we were there three people borrowed bag trash bags office and started cleaning it up oh, as man, well that's great. Yeah. and so then Leading i was by like, example there's a few things where you know so many people have a negative thought on social media oh you should just do a um a good thing and not tell anyone about it and i get that and we do that all the time but i see social media as such a positive thing because we could only impact those few people that we ran into on the bank and on the water there and we made a difference in their life and they actually helped and they pitched in. And when we posted it, it was our most liked commented post yeah, I think I've ever done. Yeah. Bassmaster jumped on board, Yamaha, all these brands. And then just since that one day that we did that, um, there's been a big, big movement and, tens of thousands of pounds of trash around different lakes have been picked up since then and uh we just want to keep sort of i guess keep keep it rolling keep it moving um and hopefully sort of see a bit of a difference because i just think people need to be more proud of where they come from and and want to um you know i just think about my family coming over from australia 
and I want to show them where I live and the lakes that we're fishing, they're coming to Knoxville. I want them to see it and be like, man, this is cool. I don't want them to see a bunch of trash sitting around. And that, that just seems like crazy. So just have, especially starting with the kids and starting with younger guys that are growing up down around this lake that it's not okay to throw the litter at. It's not okay to just leave it there when you can pick it up and try and somehow make a difference. It seems pretty overwhelming, but I think we can do something. Carl, one of the, I mean, you touched on it. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you I was curious if, if you see, a, you know, a cultural difference here in the United States um, when it comes to pollution and when it comes to trash. And you touched on that. And, uh, you know, I've noticed that um, regionally when I travel, um, like you'll go to state parks in New York and they don't even have waste cans, but it's, it's a carry out type mentality. Yeah. And most of them are pretty clean. Yeah, but yet you'll go down to you know Jersey or you know Gunnersville, and it'll, there'll, there'll be a trash can. There'll be trash all around. They won't even put it in it. You know. Yeah. And in New York, there's no waste bin. You're responsible to carry out, and most people are. So I think there's like pockets of uh, cultural difference even in the United States. Yeah, and, I don't and, appreciate and, you throwing Jersey under the belt. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I live here. You ever, you ever, you ever, I mean, I, you, you flip the trash on the Delaware. That's a pattern, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately. But, Any um, fish have come out of a trash bag. Yeah, it's, yeah. Let's not get carried bag. away here. But it is eye-opening, you know, and, and I think what you're doing is really cool uh, using your status and using your – your 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 notoriety to do that i certainly you know appreciate that and um there's it's not easy to organize a, a river cleanup i've done it you know getting access uh insurance issues people getting hurt picking up the trash where to put the trash uh sometimes yeah. you find like hypodermic needles and you know what i mean it's like you know you don't want anybody to get poked with that so so it's not as simple as you you think and in, in, in not you know, what you're doing is cool and and uh you know, we'd be happy to try to lend you some uh, some help and support and and organizing that because I I think that should become more of a a movement in in the fishing industry to do what you're doing. I would love to do local derbies, and then after the local derby, everyone has to take 15 minutes and grab a bag and go around and pick up the mm. pick up the trash. Yeah. Right? Imagine that at Gloucester, we'd probably get bodies. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what. <laughs> but 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 I I think that should be kind of part of the you know part of the experience. You know just make it better than when we, you know, we found it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the lakes give us so much, you know, we take from the lakes, we go there and it gives us so much and we, we get to fish them, we get to use them, we get to experience it. And then oftentimes we do that and then we drive away and we go back to our home or whatever. So that was sort of the idea behind what we worked out with Bassmaster is like, Hey, we're, we're coming and using your lake and we're going to leave it better than we found it. We're going to leave it better than when we got here. And the the locals and the people that you spoke about that don't like bass fishermen that, you know, have something against us coming in and fishing and leaving. There's some negativity behind that. Sometimes this is a great way to show some positivity. One, we're bringing, um, we're bringing economy and we're bringing funds and we're supporting all the local businesses there, but also we're going to clean up the, as much of the lake as possible and we're going to leave and everything's going to look better. We're going to change some mentality. But what you said is so true is like in America, it's just so many different mentalities from up north the Pacific Northwest. So I know it can be done. They, they know how to do it up there. There's obviously, there's a mentality shift or the way that 
Um, it's governed, I don't know, but it, there's no reason that we can't do it down here. And what sort of blows me away is I'm so impressed with the way America um, manages wildlife and their fisheries. They do such a good job for like how many people are here, how many people hunt and fish. In majority of the time, the wildlife and the fish come first. They do such a good job at like managing all of that with the pressure. And so there's sort of just for some reason that side of things just doesn't get a look at and Tennessee is like one of the most beautiful natural states in the in the country it's incredible it's why we moved here and then you see some what goes on around the bridges and the streets and in the lake I'm like this is crazy for how beautiful this place is that it's allowed to do that at Chickamauga we pulled out 12,000 pounds of trash with that was just high school kids and some college kids and a group of us all got together and just did one day 12,000 pounds that's that's amazing that's so the very first one um keep an eye out on my page we're actually going to do knoxville right before the classic it's either going to be the week before or two weeks before and just keep an eye on my page we're putting a big one together just through sort of fear my heart and my page and we're going to try and make it happen through um the tennessee keep tennessee clean movement and there's a lot of things going on it's definitely not just me there's 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 big companies doing it they have all the infrastructure to make it happen the boats the clean up they know what to do and so in your town or your lake or whatever you can reach out find these places and put a little clean up together with your college um your college kids your college fishing team anything like that just put it together and it's actually kind of fun you all get together you can listen to some music you walk the banks and a couple hours makes a big difference yep. and yep. it just goes quickly and you can actually have fun kind of doing it. Well, it's awesome that you are doing it, man. And, and I'm glad you shared it with us and, and uh, we're going to lend our voice to you and help wherever we can. So make sure you keep us in the loop on everything that's going on. And we'll certainly be following um, be cool. like, like we're going to be following you at the classic. Uh, I, and we, we are bash you, man. We want to talk a little fishing, while yep. we got you, but we're going to take a quick commercial break. If you hang with us, Carl, we're going to, we're going to dive in with, uh, with a little bit of fishing talk with you and, um, and looking forward to that. We'll be right back after these messages. What's going on. It's Riz here from the Bash University, and I am excited to welcome in Waterwood custom baits to the Bashu family. These are custom handmade baits in the South rainforest of Brazil. They're made of Marupa Pedra wood. It's extremely dense, it's resistant, but it's also really buoyant. They're made of quality components with a 100% guarantee. They're made for tournament anglers to get it done when the money is on the line. Guys, that was like my second cast with this bait. That's a Waterwood custom bait. These things are handmade in the rainforest south of Brazil. And I mean, as you can see right here, it's a fish catching bait. It's got the front hook. That means they wanted it. This bait's, uh, it, it's running really true. It throws really well. Guys, check them out at waterwoodcustombaits.com.
BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. AquaView. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick, every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing, is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.